Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And we're going to Alberta today to talk to Dave Howard, who's the CEO of Homes for Heroes Foundation. And we're going to learn a little more about that in just a minute. So, Dave, tell us about your education. Where did you go to school? Uh, thanks for uh, having me. I, I, um, I actually, for college, I, I grew up in Calgary, and then um, I had a learning disability, and I uh, wasn't really determined until uh, – Actually, I graduated from high school. I can't believe I graduated from high school. Uh, then I went to uh, college um, to in California to work on this uh, learned disability. And I had ADD and I was also an audio learner. And then I transferred from there to finish off uh, a degree in uh, communications with uh, University of Calgary. Okay. So talk about your work experience. Well, I, uh, you know, I have worked since I was eight years old. Um, it's never that we ever wanted much as kids for growing up. Uh, my my father and my mother uh, just made us work for it. If you wanted something, go get a job. And uh, so I, you know, delivered papers, flyers, worked to gas stations. So that was my thing. And I, I started really more so after in university, I started really being focused on marketing and advertising. Um, that's where uh, I went to as part of that. And um, so when I, I was already working when I was at school, I was working in advertising sales and so forth, graduated university and started to get into working with ad agencies. Uh, and then from there, um, I didn't understand why I would work for anyone else but myself. So I started my own companies and, and that's how uh, it all began. So I've had companies that have ranged from, um, you know, advertising agencies, event planning, management companies. I've had, um, I own product company. I did infomercials, apps, uh, you name it. We've had a lot of business. So in summary, you're a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> That is me, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any other better way to live. That's what I enjoy. Okay. So somehow you got into Homes for Heroes. Tell mm -hmm. us how that happened. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've been working with veterans, um, supporting veterans for 20-plus years. Uh, I'm not a vet myself. Um, my grandfather was. He... Um, suffered with uh, shell shock or what it was always referred to as grandpa doesn't talk about that. Um, and I didn't know him very well. Fortunately, he was, he became an alcoholic. Uh, he was abusive. His family disassociated with him. And so I, um, you know, I didn't know him, but when I got a bit older, I wanted to know him. And what I saw when I first met with, him, again, I only met him twice before. Um, in my late 20s, I really met a broken man who needed help. And um, so that spurred me to get more involved in supporting our vets. One of the projects that I did work on uh, was a project called Field of Crosses. Uh, Field of Crosses put together by uh, philanthropist uh, um, 
And Murray actually approached me about a concept and an idea that there was an issue with veteran homelessness. And I didn't know, I wasn't aware, quite frankly. And um, he had a concept which I thought needed to be flushed out. And so we hired a a researcher and we met with veterans and uh, developed a program and started Homes for Heroes. So you're the founder. Well, I'd be the co-founder, I suppose. That's probably the best way to put it. I think Murray McCann has uh, very much, and he's not involved today, but um, this was uh, originally his concept was to take tiny homes, place them in more so a, 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 a farmer setting. And um, we really looked to do something a bit different after we met with our, our vets and, and got direct feedback from what they want the program to be. Okay, so having said that, are homeless veterans a significant portion of the population in Canada? You know, at the time, what you know, when we started, we thought the number was more in the range of about five thousand across Canada, and that was based on a report that was done by the Senate. Actually, um, we believe that number is probably triple that right now, probably fifteen thousand. Uh, veterans that are experiencing homeless from the verge of homelessness and the need of the services of Homestead Heroes. So what the problem is, is that our vets aren't self-identifying. So they're doing these counts. When I say they, it's, you know, Veterans Affairs, it might be Salvation Army, it might be other housing groups. They're doing these counts as veterans, you know, people are using the services like food banks, shelters, and so forth. So the idea here is that they're asking a vet when they come in, well, they're not saying they're veterans because they're proud. And uh, the other piece is that they believe, you know, that potentially they could lose the support they're getting. So it's a terror. The numbers are just increasing. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I do believe that we can we can end the issue, um, you know, building these villages and other programs like it across Canada. So you touched on something that I know something a little bit about, an ADU, Alternative Dwelling Unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Kitchener, there's a lady down there who runs an operation where they build these ADUs in the backyard of houses with the yeah. support of CMA. And uh, that's, uh, as I understand it from your website, you're doing villages, but ADUs, alternative dwelling units, could also be done as an, uh, another approach. You know, I, I agree. I think that the tiny homes, we build tiny home communities with wraparound social support services. It has a resource center, on-site uh, social workers, But, you know, to your point, you know, but the issue that most people facing trying to get a tiny home ADU, as you know, in their backyard is zoning. Now, we have a crisis in Canada for homelessness, affordable housing, and how we're not able to speed up and get that zoning approved, in my mind, is absolutely ridiculous. This is a lack of governance and support by our government. The municipality should be pushing this through, so credit to to your community there that it has some have approved it some haven't but if you think about exactly what you just said if we could put a tiny home 
in my backyard. I could place an aging relative. I could rent it to a student. Uh, I could do a whole, whole I could use it as a, an office. Um, that's going to free up uh, other uh, residents' affordable housing units, right? So we need to get our act together. As Canadians, we, we're saying a lot of the right things. We're not doing it, though. So, Dave, you can't do this by yourself. Do you have a team yeah. that helps you? Yeah, we have a small team. Uh, we have a very small team. Uh, we have board directors, um, obviously registered charity. Uh, but we have a small team that, that works on, on funding and planning and running the villages. Where we have seen and what we, we want to do is we want to make every village local. Every village needs to be owned and appreciated by the community they're in. So we have a village in Calgary, Edmonton operating. We're building in Winnipeg. We're building in Kingston. You'll see us in every community is my goal. But what we do is we set up local steering committees. So in Kingston, we have an incredible team there um, that you know gets together. We have they work with our on staff fundraising professional. But they're the ones that are in the community. They're giving us direct leads. They're giving us insight in regards to what that aesthetic of the village should be. So it's not only just the village itself and funding for it. It is we want this village, every community to look at it and say, yeah, that's how we, you know, this is our community. This is our veteran village. It fits within this the structure is that sandstone facade with black railings. You know, it needs to fit that. And then we need to be connected within local uh, organizations that can refer tenants to the program. So this is not, this is not certainly not ever about Dave Howard. This is not about our staff. This is about those that serve, but this is a community. It takes a village to build a village. And that's where I believe we've been successful is, is not so much focused on any one individual, any one group. It's every city that is unique to each village. So Dave, do you bring in members of the community as part of the planning process? We do, yeah. So, you know, Kingston, Winnipeg right now, those that's in, actually maybe use Winnipeg as a better example right now. Um, because in their stage right now is we have our land, uh, we're working the land, and now we've built our steering committee, a local steering committee. So we're talking to them about how the best design goes uh, for that village, the aesthetics of the village, the opportunities and what resources we want to make sure that we have within it. So it's, again, it's so key that we have community involvement. What I've never, we never wanted to do is to have anyone think this was, you know, a solution coming out of Calgary. And uh, this is not a Calgary solution. This is, this is owned by Canadians and this is for Canadians. Do any of the vets that you deal with have disabilities? Yeah, uh, well, I would suggest, you know, you know, mental and physical. Um, we're dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress. We're dealing with uh, certainly uh, physical disabilities. We have um, accessible housing units as part of the village. When a vet comes into the program, it is a program. That's what's key to this is that there's a needs analysis that's done with our on-site social workers. So there's a getting an understanding of, of who the tenant is. 
and then the understanding of building a program for that tenant. At the same time, the tenant is committing to the program. This is about them and their journey to um, re-enter and reintegrate to civilian life. And they need to be committed to that. Um, this is, we're not, this is a, as they've asked for. When we met with our vets was they're looking for that hand up, right? And then so it's so key that they have that understanding. So they have to contribute in any way? Well, certainly emotionally and yes, financially. So there is a small rent that's charged. What happens again when they come in is that we have a partnership with Veterans Affairs, which we feel uh, very privileged to have. Uh, we're working very well with them. And then we work with municipalities, provincial and other government resources for our vets that they can access. So the key is to help them when they first come in, get some funding, some granting, and then work on a financial plan. And the end goal here is to graduate tenants. And so we've been open now two two villages in um, Calgary and Edmonton, and we've graduated 20 plus. So that means they've come in, they worked on what the issues that they had to get them there. They've gotten back on their feet. Uh, most of the time they're now back working full time and moved out into permanent housing and have become the mentor for the next tenant. So look, uh, as Canadians and those that are supporting the program, we're changing lives here. Okay, so having said that, do any of them start businesses? They do, actually. Yeah, the, we actually have a partner with uh, Canadian Legacy Project. Canadian Legacy Project is a charity, actually, I first started um, as I, my first entry in getting involved into supporting our vets. And uh, they have a program called the Business Boot Camp, and it's free. The Canadian Legacy, everything they offer is free. And it happens three times a year. And it is a uh, program, an online program, that any vet can sign up for to help them build their own business, get a business plan, understand um, the hurdles and, and the challenges and certainly the, the great things of owning your own business. So, yeah, we have uh, those that have graduated into starting their own business. Well, with your background, you could be a good mentor. You know, well, I appreciate that. I'm not a social worker. And I, I have to make very clear in the aspect of how much I communicate and involved with uh, our uh, tenants. Uh, we respect their privacy. We don't stick get send media over there. I try, I tour our villages. Um, I would suggest there's tenants for that village who have no idea who I am, and that's great by me. They need to be working on themselves, and they need to be working with the social workers. Excellent. Okay, so having said that, Three years from today, what's the organization going to look like? Well, three years from today, my goal would be is that we have eight to 10 villages up and running. Uh, I'm no longer a CEO. We've got somebody that has um, more experience in regards to uh, running social services in the program. We're done building and we're operating and we're graduating veterans. That's, that's the end goal for me. Okay, so what's your title now? <laughs> My title is CEO and President, um, so um, I manage our team and so forth. But look, I've taken this on. I, I believe that we've seen a, a direction that, that uh, uh, we're getting there. I really, what we need is, is more, I mean, 
when we first we started Calgary, people said it couldn't be done, and they didn't. We didn't have much support. Well, now we're at a stage that you know government and all three levels of government are coming to us and saying we want you in this city, and that's the way it should be. This is a program that needs to be supported by municipal, provincial, federal, and local citizens. We can't take these issues and say, oh, well, that's a federal problem because that's veterans. Well, you know, I, I hate to use these numbers, but I'm going to, is the fact that the cost of somebody living on the street across is roughly seventy to $90,000 a year. And that cost is a cost that every taxpayer is paying, every municipality, every province, and the federal government. We share it all. It's cheaper to house than to have on the street. So you look like you're married. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you get support from that uh, source? Well, uh, I should have mentioned this a long time ago, and I'm going to get in trouble now that you brought it up. But my wife is a director within uh, the organization, Jacqueline. She's an urban planner. Uh, we would not have these villages without her, uh, her incredible work. I mean, she's got a team of one, that's her. So she, you know, we're outsourced a lot of uh, the projects, but she's the one that's handling, tendering, managing every build. Uh, if it wasn't for Jacqueline Howard, uh, I tell you what, we wouldn't have the success we're having. So um, that is a bad on me for not saying it. So I appreciate that. I have a daughter too. I had a daughter uh, young, younger in life. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> she's younger, I'm older. I had a child a little later than most, but uh, my daughter Molly, and she's uh, she's trying to be an actress. She's 13 years old and already been in television series on HBO, and it's crazy. Amazing. Okay, so having said that, what do you need? What do we need? I, I thank you for asking that, Peter. I'll tell you, we get we don't get asked that enough, quite frankly. Uh, we need land. Land, land, and financial support. The biggest piece, though, is land because we need, you know, in the major markets, when we get into Toronto, and we've had some discussions with Rotary Toronto and potentially helping us there, but we'll need an acre of land. But sorry, I misspoke. In our markets like Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, where we can get land and a lot of land, it's an acre of land for 20 homes resource center. When we look at Toronto and we look at Vancouver, where land is very tough to come by, we know we're going to end up building up. So the village concept will just be a vertical concept. It'll be all inward facing. So money, land, money, land, uh, that's, that's the goals. Okay. So having said that, how do people reach out and find uh, something about your organization? Yeah, I encourage people to go to our website. Thanks again. It's um, uh, homesforheroesfoundation.ca. Easier is H, the number 4H, the letter F.ca. H4HF.ca. Um, Peter, if I could, I'd also like to mention is that part of when I've been involved in supporting our vets, I've always seen education as an issue, not so much our veterans, but our kids. Our kids are not being taught or understanding the sacrifices that are made by brave men and women that serve this country. Uh, sadly, uh, most uh, are 
experienced something or acknowledged November 11th, and that's it. So many incredible things that our men and women have done in uniform. So as part of that is we name every single home after one of our fallen. And there's a plaque outside of every single home that describes uh, that individual, and it can be partnered by a sponsor. That's how some uh, people sponsor a house. But the key there is that we tour on a monthly basis. We bring kids to the villages. Now, uh, sometimes our, our vets participate in that. They're, sometimes they don't. But they have a chance to walk around the village, learn about every single vet that we have a house dedicated to. And uh, that's been, that's been re very rewarding. An outreach program that makes a difference. I completely, yeah, that's, it's so, we have it within all of us to, to give back to the community. And uh, again, the kids and the education, I, I mean, through the whole process, just from the start of my grandfather to the years I've been supporting our veterans, it's an education. Uh, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm learning and always learning. Uh, I encourage all those that uh, interact with those that serve to thank them for their service and, and to learn about that process. That's terrific. Well, it's been a real pleasure, and I want to thank you. So we're going to get this out there so the, the world will understand what Dave Howard is doing and what he's planning yeah, to do. appreciate that, that, Peter. And again, yeah, let's make sure everyone understands it's not just, it's not Dave Howard. It's, it's a program. It's built for uh, Canadians uh, by Canadians.